0: 73 of three go podcasting uh it's richard ian and jason as usual hi chaps how are we doing
1: hey. not bad at all hello how are hello. you
0: yeah good 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 thank you good. Um, none of the technical nonsense we had last week. We managed to resolve most of that, which is good news.
2: Oh, do you know what? I, I got in early, didn't I? I said, uh, I got the link through and I suddenly said to myself, right, I think we need to do this kind of test and stuff because it wasn't working from my end and last week. And it, it was just so annoying. I'm just like, I oh, throw the MacBook out the window. Um, and it started off not working. And then for some odd reason, it, it has. So we're internally grateful for computers this week.
0: Indeed, I mean, put it down to user error probably on both both oh, both, both ends
2: probably. Yeah, most most yeah. definitely user error. But uh, you know, uh, forty-seven. I, you know, I, I know nothing.
0: That's good. Sign. Uh, what are we been up to this week? Anything exciting? What's been going on in your worlds?
1: <sighs> Ill kids, oh. kids. Yeah, not good. Oh. Fever. Because so I'm not getting a lot of sleep. Really, I feel a bit like I'm on autopilot at the moment. I'm not going to lie. Um, mm. Yeah. Oh, and I had some out-of-date vinegar. So,
2: cool. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, by accident, No, does it, does it go no. out of
1: date? That's what, exactly right. So I sat down today, we had fish and chips, and which is lovely, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to bung some vinegar on my chips. And I looked at the top of the bottle, and... It was out of date in August 2020. But my point is exactly what you said, Ian. How does vinegar go out of date? You put stuff in vinegar to keep it preserved. <laughs> How does yeah. vinegar go I, out
2: of date? I, I can't see that it does. And, and no. you know, let's face it, a lot of sell-by dates, they're complete and utter rubbish. Really exactly. are just I'm rubbish. about what, vinegar, you
0: know, you can... vinegar tastes pretty grim anyway, doesn't it? Or <laughs> most of the time, so yeah, it tastes exactly. a, a, bit, a bit grimmer. It's like when you get those <laughs> bottles of water, isn't it? You know, you get the bottles of water you buy in the shop and it says... It spent millions of years permeating through the rocks of the so-and-so, so-and-so. And goes, oh, good job I managed to get it two weeks before it went out of date then, eh? Oh, dear.
2: Exactly.
1: Right. Exactly. So, yeah, that's about the highlight of my week, eating out-of-date vinegar.
2: Well, apparently you, I've learned this over the last uh, couple of years or so, that, you know, basically when it comes to food and stuff, if it smells okay and, you know, and it, it tastes all right, then, then it's okay. It's fine. You don't have to... You know, throw something away because it's gone out of date by three days or something ridiculous. My wife occasionally scrapes off.
0: mold off bread and just eats yeah. it anyway.
2: Oh
1: yeah, we all do <laughs> that. Pick the green bits
0: off, only, chuck it away. The rest of it's all right. Only penicillin, yeah. isn't it? It's
1: yeah, fine.
2: Exactly. There's nothing wrong with it. Do do know, bad, years really? ago,
0: years ago, I bought some bath salts as a present for my other half. And I said, "How do they have they ever used by date on them?" it's, a, it's salt. It's a, it's yeah. a rock. Well, how, it's been around for millions of years. How can it possibly have a sell by date of next Thursday? makes no sense what's gonna happen on thursday is it going to suddenly become really hard i mean what happens if you use this two days after it's gone off i didn't understand it it's bizarre anybody would think it was uh, a scam to make you buy new stuff who would have thought that
2: yeah exactly so just keep an an eye out i want to hear the most (laughs) keep an eye out for vinegar dates you know it's health and safety go on Uh, do you want to hear my most exciting part of my week you'll love this, Rich. You will love this because this is right up your street, all right? Now, yeah, on Did the you podcast, go for dinner with Bronsky Beat
0: or something? I don't know. What no, was it? Oh, okay. no,
2: it's, no, no, this is uh, <laughs> following along the lines of your YouTube fascinations of things oh, right, you okay, yeah. like to watch, like Patio washing down, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to clear my drain in the week. Oh, oh that's quite so therapeutic, that was, though, apart from that the fact was, it often smells of poo. But just but yeah Absolutely gross. I I suddenly thought the downstairs toilet suddenly started uh, kind of uh, flushing quite slowly. I was thinking that's not quite right, and uh, lifted the drain outside, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's like Armageddon." Was it?
1: Was it a Klingon
2: wessel that
1: blocked Jeez. the? Uh, oh my god,
2: the drain! It was, I, I it was just copious amounts of I don't know toilet paper and all kinds of different stuff and that, things that yeah.
0: go on toilet paper. You don't need to go into the details. Yeah.
2: Things that we, things that like you know that we don't put down our toilet, but because we have got a shared drain and stuff, I've got a funny feeling that you know the, the sort of you know you got the baby wipes and stuff like that that clearly stick everything up, and it was just oh, it was so grim. But once I cleared it, it just went out. It, it, it's like it was brilliant. I can see why these drain clearage companies absolutely love what they do because you know like you feel with this. Horrible mess. They put these like pipes down and stuff, do a bit of jiggling, switch the machine on, and poof, bang, it's gone. It is, I, and, and
0: this bang and the dirt and the poo is gone. The dung is gone. But a couple of things yeah. on that. Okay, yeah, I mean, I have seen that they get the pipes, they put it in, they wiggle it around a the lot, they put some high pressure water in. Though that van's got a smell in it, unless they sit there and disinfect all of those pipes before they go anywhere, which I doubt they do because they're going from job to job. That van's yeah. got a reek of poo, hasn't it? It's,
1: it's a bit like our view. car did when we did our football tour, yeah. <laughs> It's,
2: it's got uh, to <laughs> yeah, be probably one of the worst jobs, isn't it really? Cause you know, you're surrounded in that all day and every time you, you know, you open a drain, like, you know, it's clogged up with all this kind of different crap and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> it's just, yeah, horrendous. But, but did you yeah, clear, I, it? I did clear it? Is it clear? Uh, I, I did clear it. It did clear and stuff. Well but uh, yeah, probably a, a matter of time before it gets clogged up by my neighbours again. So. Bless them. We live
1: life on the edge here, don't we? You clear drains. I eat out of date vinegar. Richard, top that. I just watch
0: videos of people clearing drains. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it, <laughs> really. it's
2: um, yeah, not been actually. There's not been an obsession from you recently, actually. I've done bit. I'm no, I think I'm starting to get look, a little bit worried that you you're kind of losing your touch.
0: I did get I did get one the other way. I don't know. Mentioned it. There's videos of people with tonsil stones on the internet now. Have you seen these?
2: No, oh, God. Basically,
0: what? if you've got like, um, if you. Um, if you've got bacteria in your mouth, I think a lot of the sort of stuff in your mouth can sort of eventually just sort of turn into what they call fossils, um, fossils, no, into um, tonsil stones, which are like white things and they sit at the back of your throat and there's lots of videos of people oh. scraping them out. I don't know, they just, they just showed up oh, one day. I know. I know, oh, it, is, it is grim. It is grim. And um, I have finished binge watching all of my American football show that I mentioned last week. So I've watched oh, yeah. six series of it now. And I'm still really none the wiser what's going on. <laughs>
1: Um, I was going to say you're an expert
0: no no I'm okay. not um, but they did the last one I watched was about a college football team
1: okay and apparently,
0: I can't remember where it was it was that they were called the Wolverines they're famous you'll know it if you're in America um, but apparently they've got the biggest football stadium in the whole of America bigger oh, than really? all the professional teams and it's just some it's some um, college football team
1: wow the so how big is it there must be a hundred thousand yeah about CEOs, that it's, it's ridiculously it? big
0: but I mean, it, I mean they were doing you know it's a college it's, it's a it's a university s- sports team and they were doing a press conference and there were like hundreds of radio tv newspaper reporters there for what's basically college football i mean it's just it's just oh. it, it's ridiculous it's bizarre but wow. anyway anyway i've I binge watched that now i binge watched
1: that so that's all good <laughs> Can I give a plug? Actually, I, I haven't then. watched it myself yet, but it, it does sound fascinating. Actually, so there's um, I was listening to the radio today and I was interviewing the the person that did this documentary, and it's called Football's Coming Out, and it's about um, you might uh, yeah, see the on All Four, yeah, and um, I think it's just gone on to All Four, and it's going to be on Channel Four at some uh, at some point, I think. But um, yeah, it's basically about you know if a footballer was to come out as gay, you know, what would happen? You know, what would the reaction be? And I think Mm. this documentary person, the way he was talking was he goes, you know, predominantly it would be positive within the game, but it's obviously the fans you've got to you Know, look at because fans are looking to get an advantage against opposition all the time, and obviously, they would use that as a as a sort of tool against them. But ridiculous
2: they, in this day and age, though, surely, exactly. Yeah, minority.
1: and and they did say obviously it's the minority, but unfortunately, it's the minority that always make themselves heard a lot of the yep. time. So, um, yep. but no, I, I, I'm definitely going to give that a go, actually. You just talking about um, that, that documentary, I think this one sounds really, really fascinating, actually. And, um, you know, I, I, I hope it happens sooner rather than later. You know, they talked about obviously, um, Justin Fashion, who was the first player Mm. to come out. And obviously that didn't end very well for various reasons, you know. But um, So they try and steer away from from that and talk about it sort of in modern times and how the dressing room banter has sort of changed, you know, because people just wouldn't have felt comfortable. But look, the reality is there's obviously gay footballers out there because it's just statistically not possible for there not to be with the amount Mm. of footballers that are out there. But you just wonder if someone is going to take that leap. And yeah, I I think that sounds a fascinating documentary, actually. I'm going to give that a go this week, I think. That does sound no. good.
0: It does sound good. We sort of skipped ahead to the review section that normally comes later. Sorry, so yes. Let, let, sorry. Let's it's get, more let, of a
1: preview because yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, sort
0: of a. It might be good. I'll let you know when I've seen it. Type of thing.
2: Exactly. Um, let's yeah, start where we normally start. Be, you know. Sorry? Obviously, we're known we're known for our intricate planning of this podcast, and, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, making sure that seamless, is, seamless, as yeah, just as it should be. So let's
0: start as we normally start. Then here's what's been making us feel old this week, and it's sad this week, isn't it? It's sad because we've got a mm. couple of famous people who are no longer with us. So meatloaf is the obvious yeah. one. That's very sad.
1: sad. Yeah, really sad actually.
0: But um, somebody um somebody posted one of these um uh, flowchart things. And it's, are you meatloaf? And I thought this was quite funny. So the first box is, would you do anything for love? And then or the next box do down is either almost anything or I would. And then, So they both go down to the next box, which, which is, what, but what about love? Oh, no, sorry, no, but what about that, obviously? And then there's two options below, but what about that? One is, I can't go for that. The next box down is no one can. And it just says, you are Hall of Notes. <laughs> and then if you go down the other side, it says, uh, but what about that? I won't. You are Meatloaf. I thought that was just amazing. <laughs> that was just genius.
1: That is still one of the funniest. Um, as soon as it like the news broke, obviously very, very sad and that, but it always jumps into your head. One of the funniest things ever on the internet is the pie chart, isn't it? Where it's like what meatloaf will do for love, and in red it's anything, and, it's and green <laughs> it's just, is that, and it's just a red pie chart. <laughs> <laughs> it's just genius. But no, it's really sad. Do you know what? It, it, it sort of struck a chord actually, and and heard a lot of these songs and that on the radio. And you know, when we were that age, when I would do anything for love came out, I'm sure a lot of us were like, oh god, I'm not one of these ballads, something. Sort of but it's definitely a song that sort of stands the test of time and is pretty amazing so and also i've got a, quite a soft spot for it as well because my mum used to love listening to, to to meatloaf and it got her through some dark time sort of things. so yeah it's, it's really sad actually and um it's made me want to go back and watch fight club again actually because he's he's in that as well isn't he so um yeah oh. rest in peace oh, he was meatloaf in a few or, films wasn't he of the meat yeah, Wasn't there any he, few, was, yeah few, he was few in films. Rocky Horror uh, yeah. Picture Show, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. yeah, quite
0: a few bits, yeah. Some of his music videos felt like films, so they were quite long, weren't they? Some yeah. of the songs were like eight minutes long.
1: Very cinematic mm. videos and stuff as well, right? So, uh, yeah. yeah, very sad news, though.
2: Big productions.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. no, sad news. And also today, um, and this it only, will only really mean anything if you're in the UK, a comedian called Barry Cryer, 86 and and died he's been around he's done loads of things he's written so much stuff he's actually you probably know more of what he wrote than what he was in but um he was in for years something a radio show called whose line is it anyway one of my favorite radio shows it's such a funny
1: yeah
0: i saw him live when they were doing a tour a few years ago it was very very funny oh you mean
1: uh no what is it um oh no sorry no, i'm sorry i haven't like a clue saying, not who line is it anyway I do, yeah, i'm sorry really i haven't a clue me. that's it yeah i haven't got a clue yeah. and he was always one of the funniest people on there as well wasn't he he was he's yeah. just so quick-witted and he, i don't know i don't know about you he just felt like one of these people that just go on forever you know so when i saw it today i was i was really really sad so um yeah some sad news
2: do you know, the one that I look at, which I, and I've been watching quite a lot of this recently, um, and I think he's absolutely amazing, and I just wonder, you know, not that I like to look on the gloomy side of life, obviously, but, you know, how long has he got left? David Attenborough. <laughs> oh, mean, God, yeah, genius. He's, he's just, I think he's 95 now. Yeah, something um, like that. And, you know, still travelling and still doing what he does, and he's just an incredible bloke, isn't he? But, but yeah, what a Harry, life. Harry he's
1: done everything he absolutely loves, mm. and... Yep. um and yeah. I, I saw and he uh, still fights for the planet, like how it's going to be, even though he knows he won't be here. You know, he's looking for the future sort of thing. So uh, yeah. And he's still working, no, isn't he? Because I thought,
0: I thought I saw an interview recently where I think for his last show that was on TV because it was during COVID. So he couldn't go into the studio to record the voiceover. So I think they took it to his house. So they parked a van outside his house. And there was a story where the guy was sort of feeding a microphone cable through his window. And like standing outside in the bushes sort of pointing at him when he had to start. So he was in his living room with his cable hanging out the window recording his voiceover for his Green Planet, Blue Planet, whatever it's called, the laziest one. So that was the idea of somebody in a bush hanging a microphone through his window saying,
1: off you go, David, start recording. Uh, very much like this podcast it. to be fair well yeah <laughs> have you seen the green planet it's really good actually so my son yeah. has started getting into it. it's one of his sunday night sort of staple but it's it's fascinating it's it's really fascinating but
2: um they, they can learn loads about the world just by watching that i'd love to oh movie. god yeah so, long may
1: mr attenborough continue shall we yeah, say that's indeed that's what i say
2: Cool. So,
0: um, so some sad news there, and somebody who's not dead, but just in case they they do, we're talking about how popular they are. So that's a slightly <laughs> odd add-on. Um, to there um, look we d- we weren't really going to, we haven't talked about this much but um, we can't not talk about what's going on with uh, politics in this country and whether or not there was a party parties many parties whatever whatever happened um, well
2: you see I'm still waiting for this um, you know I think like everybody is you know we're obviously hanging out for this great report which seems to be taking months and months and months to write and I don't, I don't <laughs> actually believe that Sue Gray is ever really going to get to the end of it I think she might just continue writing it until maybe Maybe the next election or something, you know. He, he's a consp- like- we
0: can have a conspiracy theory that says that she's not actually a real person. They just made it up and there's actually nobody writing a report. And we're all exactly. waiting for something that doesn't exist.
2: Yeah. yeah. But do you know what? I know what's going to happen as well is that, you know, they're, they're going to bring the thing out and then it will be redacted in places. There's no doubt about that. And then, of course, you'll get like, you know, Keir Starmer and Labour. They'll be jumping up and down. Well, you can't redact this and you can't. Th-. You're like, well, they're clearly not going to publish this great big thing and it's going to be like sort of, you know. I can't imagine it anyway. So, but yeah, I just uh, I don't know. Is, is Bojo still going to be? I can't get Prime I've, Minister. I've got nothing
1: massively against him. I think some of it's all blown out, out out of proportion, and like the fact that if he did pop down to see someone for ten minutes when they were actually working, <laughs> I don't know. But if there's been parties and everything, and uh, you know, I really feel for the people that you know you see on the news and they're like they know the dates that these parties have allegedly took place yep. and they lost loved ones and they couldn't even go to their funerals at those times. Then that yep. is shocking. And I don't think he can get through it, but well, who I, I, knows?
2: I can't see how you could, but, or, no. or you know, how you would, but you've just, I suppose you've got to have just like a complete, you know, I don't know. Also made of leather, haven't you? Really? <laughs> exactly. He got down from that zip wire in the
1: end. Don't forget. So wow. I'm sure he might be able to wriggle out of this. So I, mean, yeah. I mentioned this
0: a few times on the podcast, but I've been I've been watching old Little Britain sketches, and there's that one where the politician keeps coming out to apologise. Have you seen those? Where yeah. he comes out he goes, <laughs> <laughs> and there was somebody's done that on 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 the internet where they got a picture of David Walliams doing that apology, and it just says <laughs> uh, it says. says it was only after I had blown out the candles and everybody sung Happy Birthday that it occurred to me this work meeting could be misinterpreted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I don't know. There's
0: it's also one of shame. um there's one of Oprah Winfrey doing an interview, like she did with Meghan and Harry, but um she's sitting there on a chair interviewing and she's saying, So were you silent or were you silent? And on the other chair is a massive caterpillar cake. <laughs>
2: The funny thing I heard was the excuse that uh, he, he came out with the excuse that he was ambushed by this um, this birthday cake, literally came in. Uh, the, yeah, it was ambushed. Like, you know, the staff just came up and there was this, you know, gathering in the cabinet office and stuff. And, and then suddenly someone said, yeah, but there were invites sent out, weren't there? It is sometimes yeah. hard to know if
0: you're watching reality or um, the thick of it because it it's um, all a little bit oh, sort of yeah, bizarre. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the 10-minute thing, but someone wrote on um, Twitter, um, all I really want to know is why she thinks it took 10 minutes to sing Happy Birthday. Have I been doing it wrong? <laughs> Are there lots of extra verses that I'm not aware of? <laughs> Let's just keep it's going with Happy Birthday. Oh, um, yeah, I, you know. And the darkest the darkest thing oh, I okay. saw on this, the darkest one I saw was um, someone saying that Paul Gascoigne just showed up at number 10 with a fishing rod, four cans of lager and some fried chicken, saying he's a friend of the big dog. Well, of course, that was about that... <laughs> what was that serial killer bloke that he showed up for? Do you remember?
1: Oh, Raoul Moat. Raoul Moat, the guy uh, who
0: oh. killed some people. And they, they basically, oh, wow. there was a police standoff with him and a gazer randomly showed up to try and talk him down. Oh, was, yeah. That's <laughs>
1: bizarre. <completely. laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, no. I was, I was gonna, just going to say, like, it, it's... I mean, I think, it, firstly, just needs to get to to the end of it right i think it's just it's yeah. dragged on way Lord, way more way of it yeah and i think look if he does survive this then i don't know it, it, it just feels like this country is going to pop massively and if you've got someone at the top who just cannot tell the truth and that then i don't know right but who do we get afterwards i mean is there a, is there anyone decent to step into this role if he does go? I don't
2: know. It's just, um, it happens with all different parties and stuff, isn't it? We were saying just before the podcast and stuff, you know, you just got sort of, you know, David Cameron leaves and then, you know, Theresa May comes in and unelected and stuff. And then, you know, she gets the boot. Um, and then suddenly old Boris is, you know, is is here and elected. And then, you know, and then if he goes, you're going to get somebody else who's not elected come in. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. It's It's so- ridiculous. Sorry, I don't want to turn this into, like, question time or anything, but... Well, please do. How do
1: we get a general election, then? What what happens for the... Because when's the next general election? I don't even know when that is. Well, it's
0: five years on from 2019, isn't it? So 2024. Oh, okay, so
1: 2024. Okay, so Mm. can something get forced, like an election get forced? So,
0: I think they changed the rules, didn't they? So they they introduced this thing called the Fixed-Term Parliament Act a while back, which basically, okay. so if you remember, basically it always used to be that any prime minister could call an election. So you could have an election yesterday, for example, okay. and if they really wanted to, they could call another one in two weeks' time. So they could literally be in power for two weeks and call another election. So they put this thing right. in that said, actually, no, there'll only be an election every five years or whatever it was. I think it's five or is okay. it four, five. Um, yeah, five. But I think you can do it earlier than that, but I think you have to get a majority of I can't remember what it is. Is it two thirds of MPs? I think have to vote for it. So normally okay. there's a there's a fixed term of five years, but if enough MPs vote for it, which is what happened in 2019, um, yep. but it's not usually it's not it needs more more MPs than just are in the party that are in charge because it's not right. It's okay. not half plus one. It's th- I think it's two thirds or something. So theoretically, right. um, you would need. Labour probably to support it, I think that's right. So yeah, it can happen, you know. Mm -hmm. It's odd though, isn't it? Because if you would think that if the governing party wanted to go for an election, if you were the opposition, why wouldn't you support that? Because it's your chance to, yeah.
1: Yeah, especially at the moment. Or, or,
0: but the other option is you might let them carry on and absolutely implode to a point where everyone hates them to better your chances. So you can play it both ways.
1: Yeah. So Um, pretty pretty much then, Conservatives are going to be until 2024, we think, and it's just about finding a... (laughs) Look, he hasn't gone yet, I suppose. We're talking like he's gone, but finding a decent leader, right? If,
0: if, if, and who knows what's going to happen, he did go, and somebody else takes over, if you're that person who's got your shot at being the Prime Minister for guaranteed two or three years why on earth would you take the risk and go, hey, it's me, it's fine. Everyone's going to forget what happened before because that's not going to happen, is it? So who who knows what'll happen? Watch this space. We shall. We shall watch this space. Um, But it's all a bit odd with that and everything else that's going on in the world. It's all just a bit odd at the moment, isn't it? It's very very strange. Um, I saw a story about apparently archaeologists have found this 4,000-year-old board game. And you're thinking, oh, mate, don't open that and have a look. Just leave that where it is. Because if you you start playing around with it, it's a bit Jumanji, isn't it? God knows what happens. So given (laughs) what's going on in the world, just leave that alone. Bury it back (laughs) under the ground and don't even look at it. Where did they find that? Uh, In a hole somewhere, I think. Probably a Bronze Age village or something. I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I'm always a bit sceptical about this, Okay, Because you dig up some stuff and you dig up a, a square thing and a few bits of rubble. And you think, oh, that's a board game. Is it, though? Yeah. Or is it just a few bits of rubble that happens to be next to a square thing? How do you know it's a... Did you find the instructions with it? Is it in a box <laughs> saying... <laughs> no, board no, was game? made
1: by Mattel. It said that underneath.
0: Is it early <laughs> Monopoly with just one house because that's all that was there? I mean, yeah. is, is it a, how do you possibly know it's a board game? Is it all these sort of... I always find these, you know, you see these programmes on TV where they'll dig a trench and they'll find this bit of stone and they go, well, this is clearly the corner of a massive manor house. It would have been, said, no mate, it's a stone. You have no idea what was here <laughs> 3,000 years ago. Don't you pretend <laughs> you know what it was.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And we've got, um, yeah, there's a couple of big you know? Roman sites near where I live, a couple of really big Roman ruins around here. And I've been there and you sort of get there and there's a wall sticking out of the floor. Okay, there's a wall sitting yep. there, and there's some ditches yep. and another bit of stone somewhere. And they go, and here's a picture of what it would look like. And you're thinking, how on earth did you get to that from this? There's a, there's a wall there and a wall there, but how did you suddenly get this massive golden arch in the middle? And all this, you somebody made it up, didn't they? Sure, oh, McDonald's. Wow, they're no, not golden, ar- no a big, big arch thing. No, but you've got these like four cornerstones, which probably were some yeah. sort of thing but then they've got this unique this amazing picture of this amazing intricate arch with a thing on top of it going you have no idea that's sort was there it could have been that it could have also we been all, four pillars
1: who knows we all know that Stonehenge was a football game and it was just the equivalent of giant stones for goals instead of jumpers that we all use down at the...
2: At the Giant Subutio or something, is that what you're
1: <laughs> It just ended up being a big circle. They got it a bit wrong.
2: That is my favourite
1: yeah.
0: thing every year on the internet, when you just get a picture of people carrying stones and they're saying, oh, they're putting the clocks back at Stonehenge again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just, that Very just good. winds me up, winds me up that whole place, I'll tell you. I know, we've talked about It winds you up? Go it's literally some stones. Oh, OK, not, yeah. the,
0: not the place, the traffic and getting there. Yeah, be
2: difficult. You'd be a bit upset if you actually
0: wound up by some stones on a bit of grass. That'd be a bit yeah,
1: upsetting. It's
2: just the it's just the fact that it's there and you can see it from the main kind of A three hundred three road. And are they building uh, a
1: tunnel just, underneath it or something? Though?
2: They're
0: building a tunnel there to take some of the traffic away from it.
2: Yeah. Okay. I wish they'd just like you know. I wish they'd just block it out of the landscape so you can't see it from the road because. You know, people just <laughs> slow down to look at it. Like, you know, you're going I, there anyway.
0: I get what you mean, but given it's on the list of the top 100 things in the world to see before you die, hiding it behind a fence off the main road probably isn't a, an ideal way of promoting <laughs> inclusiveness,
2: is it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've never been there myself to actually no, you you know, go, go up, up and to walk, walk to next to the rope or wherever. Um, but every time I've gone down on holiday, down to that stretch of the country, obviously I've got stuck in massive traffic jams because everyone's just going, Oh, there's Stonehenge and they're like slowing right down. So look at it. And you're like, brilliant. Did yeah, you right? look at it though, Ian? Did no, you look? Just, no, no. Did you? So you've just gone like that. <laughs> You you
0: blocked it out, have you?
2: Yeah, it's just evil. Evil to my right? Evil. That's it? No. I don't believe you. (laughs) Thousands wouldn't.
0: So when you just said that about evil to my right, do you remember that? Sorry, I mentioned this earlier. Do you remember that um, Little Britain sketch where David Walliams is the coach guide in Spain? You know, like when you're driving from the airport and they do that awful thing where he goes, "How welcome to your holiday. On the left, Spain. On the right, (laughs) Spain, and that's just basically <laughs> all they do is it just um, anyway. Um, right, other things this week. Um, I mentioned this before, and I'm pretty convinced none of the things I've ever mentioned before have come true. But the time travel bloke on TikTok is back. Yes. The guy who is a time yes. travel from the year 2074 or whatever the hell it was. Are we going to um, make
1: it to 2074? I let's doubt be we're going to make it
0: to next Tuesday at the moment, but let's see how it goes. <laughs> um, so, uh, latest predictions to be aware of. Apparently, very soon, a very famous music legend will reappear, confirming they faked their own death. <laughs> I assume it's supposed to be Michael Jackson. Um, apparently, Elvis. during 2022, they're saying the Queen will die. Well, no. I mean, she's 95 now, so it's hardly a stretch to say that's a possibility, is it? I mean, you could say that every yeah. year, and one year yeah. would be right. Apparently in February, Atlantis will be discovered, <laughs> and they'll find <laughs> human good, fish good. life and other new species there. That's good. In February? This February? Yeah, apparently. So week on <laughs> oh, Tuesday, thanks. they're going to find Atlantis. Okay. and Not got long,
2: have they?
0: On August the 1st, the US government will release top-secret information that aliens have been discovered.
1: Okay. Of course. And very specifically, on the twenty
0: eighth of November, a drink will uh, be invented that will uh, boost your height and allow you to get taller.
1: Ah. Okay. Okay. Red Bull gives you
0: wings or long legs or. Hope
1: for you yet. Other other, (laughs) enhances other parts.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So apparently that's all going to happen. So I'm sure all of that are things that will actually happen, and we can talk about that in a few weeks time. Um, Good stuff. But it made me think. Actually, they were. um, the, the idea of this aliens thing, there's all these conspiracies about whether the aliens are already here and they were in Area 51 or whatever. And somebody put a tweet on the other day that said, I was thinking about conspiracy theories. And the thing is that Bill Clinton couldn't keep a blowjob in the Oval Office a secret, but apparently the moon the moon landings in nine eleven all went off without a hitch. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's a fairly good point, really. Yeah, he didn't do it. If you can't cover that sort of thing up when there's only two people involved... The idea yeah. you could pull off something over over fifty years with thousands of people and aliens doesn't feel particularly likely to me. But
1: I blame the dry cleaners myself on that incident. But anyway,
0: well, are they hiding the aliens? <laughs> Bill Clinton. You oh, fool. okay. Sorry. Okay. Right. I, I understand now.
2: I'm just thinking, you know, Monica Lewinsky just, you know, that was a, a, a brilliant thing. Keeping the dress in the first place was, you know, was the was the stroke of genius, wasn't it? Just I think there might have that.
0: been a stroke of genius before that, but anyway, that probably led, <laughs> <laughs> that led uh, to the problem on the dress in the first place. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think we'd get out of that as quickly as we can.
1: <laughs> it's the time you all been waiting for. Promise you won't feel the same as before. Yes, he's ready to tell a bad joke. It's a Jason's joke of the week. My cross eyed wife and I just got a divorce. I found out she was seeing someone on the side. <laughs> oh dear.
0: Huh. Now, I have good news if we're struggling with jokes. Go on. I was clearing out stuff that I got given for Christmas the other day and I found yeah. a small tin which is yes. a tiny tin of the best bad jokes. Oh, yes. brilliant. And it's full of cards that have got jokes on them. Uh, I've got yes. some of those. Uh, I have oh, a d- uh, but before great. we start that, I've got other jokes. I've got one other joke to share with you.
1: Can I can I just stop you first yeah, yeah. though? Yeah. You just made it out as soon as I said that joke that we're struggling to find good jokes. What are you trying to say? Well, exactly. I've been going through these
0: cards and at least 5 of them have got jokes you've used in the last week on them.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> so I think I'm finding. It. <laughs> okay. Um but before we get to the cards um it's a very difficult week because my grandfather's admitted that he's addicted to Viagra, and Grandma's taking it very hard.
1: Mm. <laughs> oh, that's oh, <laughs> that disgusting. That's Um, uh, um yeah,
0: That's sick. Like, very impressive. Uh, did you hear about the angry pancake? No. He just flipped. Oh, oh God. Oh, Jesus. Um why does a moon rock taste better than an earth rock? Don't know. Because it's a little meteor. <laughs> oh,
2: <Jesus laughs> that one wasn't uh, too so bad, at actually. Are these all from this pack that you found?
0: Yeah. God and you. um, why did the orange go out with a prune? Don't know. Because mm-hmm. he couldn't find a date. Oh.
1: <laughs> God.
0: But to be fair, they're not much worse than what you've been giving us lately. So what do you mean worse,
1: <laughs> mine are, they're they're ten times worse than mine. Yeah, I've never been so insulted yeah. since I, the last I episode. What, I think
2: we yeah. I think we lose sight of the fact that you know we uh, he has a whole week to prepare for this marvelous joke and stuff, <laughs> and he and literally the the hours of research that goes into it, Rich, and then you pull out <laughs> this you know like collection of real nap ones and like exactly Jesus he's almost
0: impinging on his manhood anyway uh, more jokes (laughs) of the week next week uh, here on 3K Podcasting some podcasts spend hours researching their content some podcasts spend ages rehearsing so every episode sounds polished and professional well good for them Here, we talk nonsense, offer ill-informed opinions on stuff, and just blag it every week, and we wouldn't have it any other way. This is 3Go Podcasting. I forgot to mention this when we were talking about Partygate a minute ago, but it's a headline from our favourite newspaper.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And um, uh, under the headline, Tories in Crisis, the headline is, Back the PM or we'll tell everyone you sniff granny panties. (laughs) (laughs) A shocked MP claims he was blackmailed by Tory bosses. Do you want to hear the details? Um, It's an exclusive, which is good news. Um, Okay, Uh, exclusive by who, sorry? uh, By Simon Dean, who's obviously not a real person. Mm -hmm. Um, So a top Tory claims his party whips leaned on him to support him battled Boris Johnson by threatening to reveal that he sniffs old granny's panties if he joined a rebellion against a PM. How appalling. The anonymous MP said, a government whip came up to me and hissed, we hope you can count on your support. I was stunned and said, or else, and they replied, well, it would be a shame if your friends in the press found out about you and Granny's panties. It was like being in an episode of House of Cards. And for the record, I have never sniffed panties of Granny or otherwise. As I explained to the authorities at the time, I was visiting a retirement <laughs> complex in my constituency when I tripped over a rug and fell face-first into an old drawer, that uh, sorry, an open drawer, that contained OAP constituents' underwear.
1: <laughs>
2: Oh, dear. Oh, it's another, another david Williams moment isn't it? yeah it was, exactly, exactly. Yeah, i just thought
0: it was uh, that was quite funny really um so i should i meant to mention that earlier on so
2: Can
1: right I, um, while we're on the subject of uh, uh newspapers and stuff um so i always read my local newspaper right and um i look out for headlines that i think yes if there's comments there there's going to be some funny comments on this <laughs> so the headline is bmw drivers in chatham hit by a string of steering wheel thefts and obviously there's quite a few of uh, so yeah basically these uh, quite a few bmws have been targeted and steering wheels have been stolen and people are still uh, a bit bemused as to why i think it might be the airbags and stuff like that but obviously there's a few comments on there a few but i haven't obviously read the other comments because they've repeated the same thing but they're talking about oh they must have been stolen um uh, because uh, they want them for the unused indicator switches and stuff like that, obviously, a, a jibe at BMW drivers. But the best one, and this just made me laugh, it's a really old joke that I've heard many times, but it just made me laugh. Um, I've got a steering wheel in my underpants. It's been driving me nuts. <laughs> oh,
2: God. Yeah. All right, I'm, glad Move on. A, I'm glad I don't own a BMW anymore. That's a, that's a bonus, isn't it? Yeah. I moved, I moved away from that a few years ago. Thank well, God. Yeah. I mean yeah. I did, I you haven't mean, got an aldi have you i haven't no I mean, why God. would you why would you break into a car to steal a steering wheel just like, you know, just the mad things that kind of you know then there's obviously a reason for it and then this you know sort of crime wave and stuff like you know no, yeah that's a bmw steering wheels what is driving this man nuts hey
0: i hey. yeah. have hey. seen these videos though of people in london who just show up and take catalytic converters off cars in broad daylight
2: yeah they literally oh, just right, yeah, drive
0: right, yeah. up, a couple of them get out, they lift it up a bit, just go under, and if you go near them, these are big blokes who are probably talled up. They just they're not yep. even hiding it. In broad daylight, like, just go up, take it and leave. It's bizarre. Yep.
1: Well, let's yeah, hope the it. jack doesn't work next time properly. And that, whilst they're trying to remove it, yeah, splat. Yeah.
2: The suspension gives away and exactly. just squashes them. Yeah. Um, that would be nice. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, they just the trouble is they they just cause so much. Like you know, so much damage and stuff because they're just literally. Yeah. I mean, it is just yeah, appalling. You know, if and that happens, they doing it for the do it for the metals and stuff that they yeah. get out of them and stuff. You know, to, so it's all money driven and, and but you know for you know so but you know all these metal merchants and stuff that are out there who suddenly you know kind of take this stuff in. And you're like, nah, you know, you're not meant to. It's like if someone comes along with, ah, I've got loads of cats. Here we go. There's a whole load. Where'd you get them from then? um yeah but they still do don't they just,
0: sanctuary mm. <laughs> sorry um so i'm gonna do my miserable old man moan this week
1: we've done it all show don't worry no, Keep was, it up.
0: this is bizarre okay so i was at work so i had to go i went into london the other day i was at work and my phone pings and my wife was at home and she goes oh um there's a card from the post office you've got a letter but you've got to pay because there's missing postage on it i said okay, oh, okay. fair enough I spent the rest of the afternoon going, I'm not not expecting anything. I haven't Mm. ordered anything. And it's not like, you know, because normally someone hasn't put the post So so I have no idea what it is. Got home, looked at the card, no details on it. So I thought, well, okay, fine. So I went onto the website and you put your details and you pay, it was £2 because I hadn't paid the postage. And um there's obviously a handling fee. I'll come back to that in a minute. So I paid two quid, it so said it will be delivered on Thursday. So I thought, okay, fair enough. What the hell is it? Spent yesterday thinking about what it was. Anyway, the post came today, and I get the be with a big yellow sticker saying, postage not paid, all that sort of over it. I opened it up and it's an update letter from my son's school. Okay. So what they normally do. It's because some of the kids at his school don't live locally, so they post it home to the parents. So what they do is they have your name and your address on it, and they always put it in his bag. I get it. Every, get, he gets home, I look at the letter, and it's fine. They've obviously put it in the wrong pile, and it's gone to the post office with just my name and address on it. So I've had to right. pay two quid to get a letter, which I normally get for free, in his bag. <laughs> and it's sort of like, oh. And I, the minute I saw it, I thought, I know what this is, because i, I recognise those labels anywhere. And it was, yeah. oh, God. God, I just passed How many too people? Cool. Oh, just so just the, annoying.
2: The, the yeah. abject disappointment as well that you, that you must have felt like... Well, I thought, it, I thought it was exciting. thought maybe different.
0: I forgot. So maybe I ordered something for Christmas that I'd forgotten and hadn't come or, you know, all the stuff you yeah. order from China that always shows up about a month after Christmas. And, and <laughs> it wasn't. It was, just, it was just something which I normally see for free. That was disappointing. But then they were saying, like oh, well... Yeah, I was going to say about the handling fee. So, you, you pay, I get the fact you have to pay for the postage, which is not like 50p or for a stamp. And then it's like an extra pound fifty for the handling. I'm thinking, actually, that's a bit of a con because what extra work have they had to do here? I get that I've got to pay for the postage because they haven't paid for a stamp. But they've picked up the letter from where it was originally, which they do anyway. They've taken it to a sorting office. They haven't bought it out to deliver They've left it on the side because they has not paid the postage. Okay, so there's no handling fee there. I've paid the postage, and then they bought it to my house, which they would have done anyway. So what's the yeah, extra mm. cost involved here? In fact, the extra cost is they've written out a card and left it for me, which has cost mm. their money. So actually, wouldn't it have just been cheaper to bring me the letter in the first place rather than waste their money writing out a card which they had to get printed and delivered? So I just don't quite understand what they've done. I accept. Yeah. Obviously, you're supposed to pay the postage, but you know it's a mistake. It happens, and if it was like a massive mm. box that would come in a van, that's yeah, fine. I mean, but the, the, that. yeah. but then it doesn't weigh I'm any more that. than the card they would have left me. It's just has been bizarre. You know, if it just said pay for the stamp, but understand that. But paying an extra one pound fifty for doing what they would have done anyway just seems a bit steep to me. But that's my moan over with.
2: Would <laughs> you like to? Uh, would you like to know about the letter that I got in the week, which was uh, uh, very interesting? Um, Go on, naughty, uh, d- naughty so, drivers course. Nope.
0: Oh, okay. okay. No, no.
2: Uh, it was from our lovely, uh, from our, our lovely government. Actually, funny enough, from uh, right. old HMRC, which is uh, very nice. You know that it's not good news when you get a letter like that because you're just like, okay, uh, well, you know, it could be a tax rebate. Um, I've never oh. ever had one, so it won't be one of those. I knew that. <laughs> um, what it was was a letter demanding thirty-four pounds. Uh, that uh, apparently, back in two thousand and nine, I was overpaid working child tax credit. What? In yeah, in 2009. So oh they've written to me now saying, we'd like the thirty pounds back, please. God. I'm like, Things I don't even remember. Bad. I don't even remember in 2009 ever applying for working tax credit. I, I, I just don't remember it. Um, and even so, if you've overpaid me back in 2009, well, that's your fault, isn't it? Why yeah. suddenly... In 2022, are you sending me a letter going, "We want this now"?
1: Because our finances in this country are screwed, and they need every penny. Yeah, you, I get that, so but like,
0: they would have spent more than thirty-four quid of staff time trying to look through the barely. records and send you a letter. But also, was this just some hmm. bloke in some tax office somewhere going through old random files from 2009? Oh, what
2: thirty-four quid?
0: I mean, how do yeah. they even? F- how, it's,
2: it can't be worth following no. up, can it? I've got to so I've got to ring them tomorrow now and, and basically Good say luck with that. right well yeah exactly you imagine that. It's like you know I'm going to re- so uh, I've like, no memory of this how can you prove to me that you know you've overcharged you've, you've overpaid me this you know send me the proof of the fact that you've overpaid me and then I'll pay you but you know like after all these years why why on earth would you the problem, the problem, you problem is me? that well, they, they- the over
0: the problem is they will have the proof, because all they'll do is they'll look at your P60 for the year and know how much you should have got. So they'll be able to prove it. The point is, it was your problem, and it's been what? 12 years? Yeah. 13 yeah. years? Why are you, what,
1: what are you doing now? Sort it out. Oh, no. Make That's sure it's scary. not a hoax, though, and a scam. Don't give them all your...
2: Oh, I'm, just gonna, yeah, I'm just going to say, I'm just gonna, I've got this letter from you and make sure it's genuine because, to be quite fair, it's ridiculous. I can't so, believe So, when, you get, their, when your, you get through to their call
0: centre, you should say to them, hello, can I have your first line of your address, please? Yes. And so, just, I just need to get you through the security questions.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: good luck oh, yeah. so, you know what's going to happen they'll just go, they're just going to demand it and i'll end up paying it because yes. you know it, it will just be that'll be it wouldn't it it will be and yeah. you know, i'll argue the the nth degree and they'll just be oh no computer says no computer says 34 pounds is due do
0: you know what though um, sorry just talking about that is um i locked myself out of my password um at, at one of the work at work the other day on the sort of on the um the system where you get your you know your pay slips and your um book your leave and stuff i couldn't remember what it was so i phoned up the help desk got through and then she goes hello can i help you i said i need to reset my password please i can't remember what it is and she goes yeah no problem at all uh that's absolutely fine i can do that for you and she took me to all the security questions and then at the end she goes i can't do it because the system's down what didn't you tell me that to start with why have you just you don't need to verify my identity to tell me that you can't do it (laughs) I haven't even so given you my add detail add at that point. To you just say you can't do it yeah. and I'll phone back. Don't get all my 37 security questions and then say, oh no, yeah. we can't do it, phone back. Or just tell me you can't do it when I phone up or don't answer the phone. Literally, this that's is the op. I've pushed option two, which is only for resetting your password. If you can't do it, don't answer the phone. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, I didn't say that. I said, oh, that's fine, no problem. I'll phone back later because I'm British. But I wanted to say, Sort your crap out, but I didn't. Sort it out. Yeah, yeah. Sort it out. Can have I just word. say, I
1: think we're normally miserable. but I think <laughs> It's a particularly week, miserable we've week. We have topped it off.
0: <laughs> particularly miserable week this week. Um, yeah. So just to lighten things up a little bit, I've got another story. I don't know if you saw this, um, mm-hmm. and it's much lighter. Did you see the story who, um, of the guy who took his uncle to the post office to get his pension, but he was dead? No. <laughs> So the headline is Man Who Took Uncle to Post Office Didn't Realise He'd Died. Um, so okay. basically, it's, it's a, a man who took his dead uncle into an Irish post office to get his pension, said so he didn't realise he'd passed away. Um, okay. The 40 year old, um, whatever this guy's name was, um, took um, <laughs> took his uncle on a five minute walk from his home to collect his pension. The 40-year-old said he'd lived with his uncle throughout his life and believed he may have died on the way to the post office. He said he and another man linked arms with him and dragged him into the post office. He was looking like normal, then I reckon he died, he said, adding that Mr Doyle started dragging his heels at one point. What? We thought nothing out of it because he's had a few heart attacks and all that.
1: Um, they said they let go right, of him at okay. the post
0: office counter and only after he dropped to the floor did they realise he'd died.
1: Oh, my God. God. That is... Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Did they do any tests to actually prove when he died? As well? <laughs> the yeah. quote
0: was, I'm not an idiot to walk to the post office Egy. with a dead man and collect his money. Am I cuckoo? Am I cuckoo? I'm not. Mm. The police said they believed Good. Mr Doyle died before he reached the post office.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe just trying to get the pension money out, yeah? yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, Oh, what's the welcome? Sorry,
0: when a group approached him, they they expressed concern about the well-being of the man and realised that he died. Okay, that's
1: like a top secret, isn't it? Do you remember the film Top Secret? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's on the phone and he's going, "Yes, yes, is it?" Any change in his condition? No, no, he's no, dead. No, he's let me know when there's any change in his condition. He
0: puts the phone down and he goes, he's dead. It's the idea <laughs> that you're, you're walking down the road and this guy sort of basically had to drag him at no point you might have thought to speak to him or have a word. And you just, you get to the place where he let go and he collapses on the floor and he's dead. I mean, yeah. this is a bit of an odd combination. I mean, also, how many 40 year olds, you know, walk down the road with their uncle in the middle, linking arms with him, dragging him along? Doesn't it feel yeah. like a bit of an odd family relationship? Anyway, so that was... um, I thought
1: you said that was a happy
0: story. (laughs) I I tell you what is a happy story, my favourite thing at the moment. Have you seen the new advert for Tesco's? Uh,
1: No, No, I don't think so, no.
0: With the surprise, surprise theme tune?
1: I've heard it on the radio, but I haven't seen it, no.
0: It's, I think it's for their credit card or their, their new store card, their club card thing. And basically, right. it's just, you know, surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah, between yeah. But basically, they just get random items out of their bags. So this woman goes up to a bloke and gives them a cabbage. Or okay. she goes to her pocket and pulls out a massive baguette. And it, it's, it's bizarre. It's sort of like You can imagine being in the meeting where someone goes, I've got a great idea. We could use a surprise, surprise theme tune. And they could just give each other random items. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. That's a brilliant idea. No, but it's just good to hear the surprise, surprise theme tune on the, on the TV these days. It's
1: good. Yeah, I, I must admit, I did have the same reaction when I heard it on the radio. Um, uh, uh, again, let's get on to the grumpy stuff, though, right? There's oh, certain back, adverts back just annoy the, the, the hell out of you. I think the worst adverts are the adverts that think they're funny and they're bloody not. Like the Lenore advert, which they play every five minutes, where it's raining outside and a man saying that he's. Got, no he's run out of briefs and there's no sun no sun at all oh sod off it's not funny it's not <laughs> funny and there's another one with the, the i think it's blue toilet duck thing where they put it in there and it's so badly dubbed it just needs to go and die somewhere in a ditch <laughs>
0: that's the thing with these really bad adverts that are dubbed really badly is they're for massive international brands like big huge you know Conglomerates. And you're thinking, surely you could avoid you could afford to do another version of the advert. Exactly. It's not like you're with one man band selling cars out of a shipping container somewhere you've only got fifty quid. These are multi billion pound companies. And in the UK they're trying okay. to flog their toothpaste or whatever with some clearly German lady talking <laughs> out of sync. Um yeah. and it's like those old do you remember it's almost it's almost as bad as the old Kung Fu films, isn't it? Where they sort of go go, <laughs> yeah. Hello and then the mouth just carries Police on talking. Academy, it? yeah, yeah, it's just it's bizarre.
2: <laughs> At this point, you just said about toothpaste. and I've got to tell you this story because this, in the week, just absolutely <laughs> He's going to come out with it. Go on. So, no, no, my other half this week decides that uh, she's she's got this thing through the post uh, in, in this little brown paper packet, and she was like, this is brilliant. Um, you know, come upstairs. or was like, oh, that's exciting. So I up the stairs and go. And it's all sounding like, a bit dodgy so far, to be honest. Lovehoney.com. Discreet um, yeah. Discreet packaging. Um, uh, yeah. not. Um, uh, I don't know where she got it from, but basically, what she has got is uh, a little contraption, which is a little plastic thing, and this is designed. God. for... <laughs> <She's definitely laughs> You're not helping <laughs> yourself here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm just sorry. I'm just describing. I'm describing. What's wrong with you two? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Describe sure. quicker, because it's all
0: sounding very um uh, un- unpodcasty it's at little, the moment.
2: Sounding um, Channel it's Five little. documentary. Go on. So this this little thing that's got these two swirly wheels on either side, and you, base <laughs> and you put your toothpaste, so when your I'm toothpaste is right, okay. running out, you've okay. got a little bit of the bottom, you put the end of the toothpaste in, and then you wind this thing up. I've seen and these, yeah. it squeezes yeah. every last little bit of toothpaste out of it. And I'm like, why? Right, <laughs> so now we've got this in the bathroom. And, and she's like, And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. But now every time I go, I'm like, Oh God no one have to squeeze this bit and it oh, could be a torture device as well <laughs> but anyway. Oh, but, yeah I don't know but anyway, so I'm not quite sure what sort of popped into her brain to go well, I, I definitely need one of these in my life yeah. <laughs> that's what she got in the week. they might catch
1: on it go sounds inoculate. it sounds
2: quite cool actually. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just, I have to like, the trouble is I have to twist it with both hands to get enough of the, the, the toothpaste out. I was going to say, we are still talking about toothpaste too, aren't we? <laughs> we are, yeah. And then when you let go, like, the toothpaste goes back in again. So it's like, oh, it's like a, like a race to get it onto the toothbrush. Oh, my God. Do Tondras. <laughs> too much. Enough, and hey, half, and half, um, Has anybody been
0: watching anything good on TV this week?
1: Well, as we've been um, depressing, go on, Ian, mm-hmm. if you've got something, let do something a bit more upbeat, because mine's depressing.
2: Well, no, I can't really. Um, I, the only thing I've really watched this week, and I started watching last night, is the uh, the, the series Screw, which is um, ah. dramatisation of the prison officers and stuff. Any good? Um, yeah, it's all right. It's not bad. A little bit slow to get going, but, you know, there's you, the sort of, sort of storyline sort of gets in there and you, you sort of get in with a couple of the characters, it's not too bad, yeah. Sounds it's like a nice, light-hearted programme, though. Well, I've got yeah. light-hearted for you. Yeah. Um, you ready? Yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, the program was called four lives it was the uh, drama- dramatization trying to put my teeth back mm. in of the serial killer stephen port oh, and God. this time in- oh, interestingly played by uh, stephen uh, merchant who obviously we only see in um uh, comedic roles so obviously from the office and uh, extras and gone on to do have a bit of a hollywood career and directed a to film say, in hollywood and everything
0: good use of the word comedic there
1: thank you very much well done look that one up thank you. thank you um but for those of you that don't know the story it's it, it was quite sad actually so um this uh, person stephen port was um on going on sort of gay dating sites and ended up actually killing uh four young men um back in i think 2014 2015 i know i had a sort of local angle on it as well because i know one of the victims unfortunately you know was living Uh, locally around where we live as well. Um, And this all took place in Barking in London. And basically, it was just about the investigation into this odd guy who um, someone, they found a a dead body outside of his flat. Um, It turns out, obviously, he moved it there. Um, And then there was three very sort of um, similar deaths uh, where the bodies were discovered in a graveyard um, just round the corner from where he lived. But the police just never seemed to be able to sort of piece it together and i'll be honest it doesn't paint a fantastic picture of the of the metropolitan police and the and the investigations that they did um but yeah it stars Stephen merchant i say as Stephen port as a serial killer and then you've got um sheridan smith who seems to be in everything at the moment um as the mother of one of the victims but yeah it's powerful stuff definitely and um it was just one of those ones where it's just quite interesting to, 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 to see exactly what happened. It's one of those ones that was in the news and I didn't know the, the full sort of details of it. Um, as I say, it's not happy viewing, it's, it's grim viewing, but, um, you know, it, he was he was sentenced to life and he's never going to get out of, of, of prison, so that's that's good news. But, um, yeah, quite powerful stuff. I'm just reading, actually, and I don't know how true this is because it is on Wikipedia, but... Um, it talks about this Stephen Port and he lived in Barking and stuff, and it says Port also briefly appeared on an episode of Master Chef. What the hell? It's just really? like Yeah, apparently so. But um but no, honestly, it's it's in, it's an interesting watch, right? Definitely to see Stephen Merchant in a in a serious role. Um, I think he plays it very, very well. He plays it as a as as an oddball character, as obviously this person is. Um, very mixed up and, and sick in the head but um, yeah it's worth watching it's called Four Lives it's on BBC iPlayer um, and it's only it's only three episodes but yeah it's, wor- it's worth watching for sure
0: mm. give it a go ah oh, hang on a second hang on hang on hang on he wasn't on MasterChef he was working in a kitchen in the background when the celebrities go to you know the celebrity version ah. they go and work in the kitchen um, okay. um, he helped JLS singer and EastEnders star make meatballs. It was built today. Uh, da, 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 da. He made meatballs with JLS singer J.B. Gill and actress Emma Barton, who plays Honey Mitchell. God. He was seen wearing a blonde toupee and Chef's Whites, um, yeah, okay. working at the West Ham bus garage. Must, I don't think that's actually a bus garage. I think that's probably... Um, oh no i
1: think he did yeah that's that, that's what he was he was at the bus garage that's right yeah he oh, did actually right, work did. There. yeah he did work there so oh god i bet those celebrities when they heard about that were thrilled knowing that they'd been in the kitchen with him right so um yeah but no it's it's, it's worth watching As i say it's not an easy view um and it is quite sad and a bit shocking what happened after, afterwards you know when before they convicted him but um yeah it is worth watching definitely
0: I have to say, and, this is probably the, this is the least fun episode of this podcast you've ever done. It's amazing no, come stuff on, in there. It up, then. Come on, line then. it up. You so, can't get any worse, seen, so go on for it.
1: Have you been watching Celebs Go Dating on E4? No,
0: no I wanted no. to. I haven't. Is it any uh, good?
1: It's just funny for Rob Beckett's voiceover. It's hilarious. His voiceover alone is just worth watching it because he just comes out with <laughs> the most uh, hilarious sort of voiceover. I mean, you can use the terms and lebs very loosely they're all reality tv stars with the exception of Ulrika Johnson who I think is the most famous person that's on there but um it's just funny watching it and just as I say just for listening to Rob Beckett's voiceover it's worth watching alone definitely
0: fantastic I might actually have to shake his
1: head he's lost all will and understanding in me I've told him I watched made in Chelsea and now I watch this um, I just can't yeah. believe
2: that you would sit and watch a bunch of well, said less celebrities date. No, but it is it. funny. It
1: is funny. And also, there's a couple of people on it um, from uh, Married at First Sight Australia and Married at First Sight UK. Um, two very, uh, shall we say, lively women who like to say it as it is. Um, so, yeah, it is worth watching just to. Shake your head at somebody. If you haven't
0: watched any of those shows, don't want to give the ending away, but it doesn't work out for them because they're now on this this dating (laughs) show. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) Yes. spoiler spoiler alert. alert, Spoiler (laughs) alert, spoiler alert. And that feels like an appropriate place to finish. I think arguably we could have finished quite a long time ago. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, We will be back next week. Have a great one. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. You've been listening to 3Go Podcasting. Make sure you never miss an episode by hitting the subscribe button in your podcasting app. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and check out our website at 3gopodcasting.com.
1: We're back next week.
2: Three go